Hi, my name's Alyssa. And my name's Melissa. Welcome back to the Deliverability Defined Podcast. Each week, we'll be diving deep into a topic and giving you practical advice to improve your email deliverability. In other words, we'll help you reach the inbox of your subscribers and stay out of their spam folders, leading to more success in your email marketing. Deliverability can be complex, but we're here to define it. Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am pretty good. It's been quite a day, quite a week. Nothing bad. Just one of those weeks and days of super productivity. I think you've had a similar week and in Nashville. So we had a huge, crazy snow. Like, I don't know. Was that last weekend? The weekend before? Time? Mm-hmm. I can't even comprehend it right now. I know me either. <laughs> but we're about to potentially have another one. And oh, wow. This is very rare for us. I think this will be our third snow of the year, 2022. And it's very strange. I don't know how I feel about it. And even like the best weather people are like, we don't really know what to expect. So I might have no snow. I might have like seven inches. I have no idea. Wow. So we'll find out. Well, go stock up at the grocery store and get ready to... I think it's too late. All the grocery stores are empty, but luckily we have a lot of groceries. So I think we're good. But I'm like, man, I kind of, I get stir crazy just sitting around and I can't go play in it or anything. So (laughs) yeah, that's true. We actually are having like a some not similar, but somewhat we have had a huge issue with like grocery stocking because there was a bunch of passes closed in Washington. It's been like, I think it was the most amount of passes closed. I don't know the exact, you know, in years or something or at once. Wow. So we like weren't able to get like trucks in with food and it was crazy going to the grocery store. It was super weird, but it's actually really sunny today. It was sunny yesterday. So two days in a row, we got sun, which is crazy because I just saw an article that said, I'm going to read the title. I feel like I talk about (laughs) that it's raining all the time. So this is just like a fun fact that has nothing to do with deliverability at all. I love it. But this is the title of the article. It says, you're not imagining it. Seattle has been super dark these last few months. And it said something about it being the darkest it's been in like 22 years because of the amount of rainfall that we've had. Oh my gosh. Anyways. It's been crazy, so I'm not imagining it. (laughs) You're not dramatic. Yeah, I'm not dramatic. It's been super dark. So I'm really happy we're going skiing tomorrow, and I think it's actually supposed to be sunny, which is also crazy because that never happens either. So Oh, I'm so jealous. I just hope it doesn't rain on us when we're up there this weekend because it does a lot. So Really? Oh, that would would not be fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you have no rain. I hope you have fun. And I'm excited. Which uh, level hills do you do? I can't remember. Slopes. I guess they're not hills. I don't know the well, terms. <laughs> <laughs> all. All of them. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I learned as an adult, and I was kind of forced into it, but it was like forced fun. That's so cool. The best I can do is a blue, and I feel like I'm dying the whole way down. <laughs> It's so hard. I mean, and I, I say that, but we only got to ski once last year because of COVID, and it's hard on your legs and we're going three days in a row. So I might, oh my gosh. I might die. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Please come back. <laughs> I will. You uh, need a co-host. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can get into this week's topic, which is something I guess we haven't really talked about in this way before. So it could be interesting. Yeah. And that's how to learn from those unsubscribes that inevitably everyone who sends emails is going to receive. 
So for some creators or email senders, seeing those unsubscribes come through might cause a rush of negative feelings. I actually just sent out our first deliverability defined newsletter. And I felt a little pit in my stomach thinking about people unsubscribing. And I'm like, Alyssa, you know better than this. That's so funny. Like, (laughs) it's fine if they unsubscribe. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's not personal. You might think of an unsubscribe as a rejection. Mm -hmm. Uh, An unsubscribe might feed those negative thoughts in your head telling you you should give up or you're not doing a good job. Yeah. Right. So we're here to hopefully help reduce those negative feelings, um, speak some truth into that and turn them into positive ones and help you see what can you actually learn from unsubscribes to Mm -hmm. make your strategy better. Well, something we could jump into to kind of like start with the positive feelings might be, let's not even talk about good or bad. Let's talk about legality and how you have to have all bulk emails have to contain an unsubscribe link. But legalities aside, giving your subscribers the power to unsubscribe is also really important to respect their time, resources, and preferences. And it's just follow the law. I don't know. There's really not <laughs> There's really not anything else to say about that besides if you're going to send bulk emails, you need to have an unsubscribe link. Yeah, for sure. Both legally and kind of morally. Yeah. You don't want to force people to be on your email list. That's not going to work well for anyone. No. If someone's receiving your emails and they don't want to and they don't have a way to opt out, it's not like they're going to buy something from you or, you know, have good feelings about you. So to keep that relationship healthy, it's great to let someone opt out when they want to. It's very important. Mm -hmm. And they might come back someday. Yeah. They have a much higher chance of coming back if you gave them that chance to opt out than they would if you forced them to be there. No one likes being put in a corner when making decisions. And I can tell you, especially when it comes to sales, I think that's, I was just telling my boyfriend the other day, like we have, for whatever reason in this house, we have door-to-door salesmen, all the salesmen and women, all the time, all the time. I've never had this many anywhere else I've lived. It's the worst. And on one hand, and I, I feel bad, but on the other hand, I feel worse for them working for a company that thinks that that kind of sales is going to work or be, I don't like making decisions when I'm put on the spot. So if I don't have a way out, I definitely won't come back. So I think that's a good lesson to learn. And also, I don't know about you, but I've been on lists before where I had a really hard time figuring out how to unsubscribe, even if they had that option available. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my brain is mush right now because talking about door-to-door salesman made me think of a story. <laughs> this is not about deliverability at all, but I'm just going to say it real quick because if I don't, I'm just going to keep thinking about it. It's one of my most embarrassing moments that like still gives <laughs> me like a sweat. <laughs> but, oh, we get to look into Alyssa's personal life. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> so my dad was coming to visit. He lives like two hours away. He literally texts me and says, I'm pulling in your neighborhood. So I'm like, okay, he's here anytime. Doorbell rings like a minute later. And I don't know why. Like, I just have a silly relationship with my dad. I decide to swing open the door. And I can't even remember what I I yelled something like, I don't want it. Or like, go away. I can't remember. And it's not my dad. (laughs) It's the salesman. And I was so embarrassed. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I looked like such a jerk. But I thought it was my dad. And it wasn't. And um, yeah, it was really embarrassing. And then I, because I felt so bad, I overcompensated and told like, yep, it was bad. He was like, yep. Do you want new windows? And I'm like, well, my husband's not home. And he's not going to be home for weeks. Like. I gave him my email. I gave him everything because I felt so bad (laughs) and it still haunts me. I'm like, 
he could come anytime and just, he knows my email. He knows way too much about me. Yeah. He knows your husband's not home for months. Yeah. Like I gave him way too much. I've done the same thing. That's absolutely hilarious. The best line of all of that was it still gives me a sweat. Yeah. Like right now I'm like sweating thinking about it. Honestly, it was so embarrassing. He never came back. He never emailed me. I'm so glad. But for a while I was like, that's so funny. This man knows I'm home alone. Scary. Yeah, that's not good. Well, at least that's the one good thing about email is that if someone unsubscribes, it's not like they're telling you to your face like, It's a little less personal than that. So that's an upside, I guess. Yeah, very true. Okay, sorry to derail us, but I just couldn't get that out of my head. And so I thought it was hilarious. I like for all of our listeners to know more about our lives. So you might be thinking, listening to this, okay, fine, I'll include an unsubscribe link, but can I make it as tiny and as hard to read as possible? Mm -hmm. So the answer to that is absolutely not. (laughs) We actually suggest making it as easy as possible to unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. I've seen some senders even put their unsubscribe link at the top of the message and the bottom of the message, which is so nice. And it tells me right off the bat, they don't want me here if I don't want to be here. They respect my time. I'm shaking my head because I'm thinking about all the times where I've been trying to find the unsubscribe link. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's such a frustrating experience to be off a list and not Mm -hmm. be able to find how to be. Yeah, it definitely makes me lose trust in the sender. And we've talked about this before too, but so on top of like just the unsubscribe link itself, we've all had experiences where we've had to type in our emails too. Oh my gosh. Like confirm your email by typing it in again. And the amount of times people like misspell their, you know, Gmail or whatever their address, like I hate those too, because it, it makes you feel like you're being tricked and like, oh, maybe I can get them to like accidentally type. It just feels icky. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, clearly you have my email address. You just e- right. emailed me. It's it's 2022. You should know how to, you know, unsubscribe me as soon as I click a link. Exactly. So I agree. Part of all of this is if you do make it hard to unsubscribe, someone who doesn't want to be there is going to mark your message as spam, mm-hmm. which then leads you down a whole nother rabbit hole of issues. So people unsubscribing from your list doesn't hurt you. That's totally fine if people unsubscribe. But if people mark your message as spam, that is going to hurt your sender reputation, your domain reputation, and potentially end up sending your future messages straight to the spam folder. So it's not worth it. Right. <laughs> you definitely want to have that unsubscribe to be really clear, easy to find. And again, if you want to put one at the top of your message too, that's a nice touch. It's funny to think about how many, not funny, but how many senders out there, especially people that don't always have the best intentions. Like it would be so much better for them to like get what they want if they followed the rules instead of trying to do things that were like getting around it. And it's it's just interesting to me how deliverability is one of those things where you really do have to follow the rules or you're going to end up putting yourself in a hole. Yeah. There's not a lot of ways you can trick. There's not a lot of ways you can get around doing things you don't want to do. It's just, you have to do the right thing or you're not going to have success. Yeah, so true. And I love that about email. I do too. I love rule followers. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We're in the right profession. We are. I'm a rule follower. So when I even think about doing something wrong for a second, it makes me nervous. So I like that when I do the right thing, I usually see positive. Positive results. Signals, results. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard. Yeah, we've had a long week, but that's okay. Yeah. So again, hopefully by now you've kind of realized unsubscribes are not personal, but they're beneficial to both the subscriber and you. 
If someone doesn't want to be on your email list, you don't want them there. Having people on your list who don't actually want to be there is guaranteed to damage your deliverability, ultimately hurting your ability to reach those people who do want to be on your list. Well, should we talk about the new exciting thing that we have at ConvertKit? Yes, I think we should. (laughs) All right. This is actually really cool. And I feel like from a deliverability standpoint, I've already used this a lot to look at the health of people's lists when they reach out to ask questions. So new feature at ConvertKit, very exciting. It's an unsubscribe survey. To enable this in your account, you go to your email settings. And once enabled, whenever someone unsubscribes from your list, they will have a chance to tell you why. So I'm sure other people have seen this before when you've unsubscribed from various lists, but it'll ask you why. Like, you know, were you getting... um, You no longer just want to receive the emails. You never signed up for them. The emails are inappropriate. The emails are spam and should be reported or other. Yeah. So I definitely have seen these surveys too. And one important thing to note is that someone will be unsubscribed no matter what, even if they don't want to fill out the survey, that's totally fine. And we do have some numbers around what's happened so far since enabling this feature at ConvertKit that I think is super interesting. So, you know, each of these responses can give you valuable insight into how you can improve your strategy, especially when it comes to trends, what most subscribers are saying, obviously one person saying the emails are inappropriate, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, 50 people saying I no longer want to receive these emails. That one person just might have selected something silly, you know, it might not show that there's a big issue. Right. But if you're looking at your results and a lot of people are saying these emails are inappropriate (laughs) or these emails are spam, you're like, okay, let's take a look into this. Yeah. But let's get into some numbers. I thought this was really interesting when I learned from our engineering team. This is what responses have looked like across all ConvertKit accounts who have this enabled. The first stat that really surprised me is so far, 73% of subscribers complete the survey after unsubscribing. That's pretty high. I thought that was really high. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I think that shows that subscribers are wanting senders to learn from whatever reason they didn't subscribe because they could just X out. But instead, they're like, no, I'll give you some feedback. Here's what's going on. I'm surprised at that number just based on the amount of people who don't confirm their subscription. Like, I know it's not the same thing, but just based on that number, I was expecting it to be really low. So that's, yeah, that's exciting that people actually want to give feedback. Yeah. So then if we take the whole group of people who were shown the survey, here's how that pie chart breaks down. So 55.5% of subscribers selected, I no longer want to receive these emails, which totally makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the most neutral general answer. 27% of people didn't select anything. So those are the people who didn't fill out the survey. 13% of people selected other, which is interesting. Hmm. Hard to really get much insight from that. 3% of people selected, I never signed up to receive these emails. 1% selected, these emails are spam and should be reported. And 0.5% selected, these emails are inappropriate. Out of all of the people who have seen those unsubscribed surveys across all ConvertKit accounts who have that enabled. Interesting. I love seeing those numbers. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. I kind of hypothesize or wonder if For the 13% of subscribers that selected other, I wonder how many of them would have chosen if it had been an option, these emails no longer apply to me Mm. or something along those lines. Because I feel like of all of those, when I think about when I unsubscribe, a lot of times it's because of that. It's not necessarily that I don't want to receive the emails anymore because I maybe I would, but the emails just don't apply to me anymore. So it's 
I know it's a little more specific than just, I no longer want to receive these emails. So maybe people, I wonder if that was part of it or if there was, I can't think of a lot of other reasons. The only other one I can think of that I want to ask our product team if they're going to add is this person sends me too many emails, something around Mm. that line. Because I've definitely signed up for an email list. I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And then they email me every day. Yeah. Oh, I just had someone. Who was it? Someone started to do this. Oh, well, I won't say her name, (laughs) but it's um, someone on Instagram that just started an email list. And I actually messaged you about it because I was like, oh, this is fun. This Instagrammer just started an email list. Yeah. I just always like to see, and she lives in Nashville. I like to see smaller kind of creators Mm -hmm. starting their email list. I signed up and she clearly set up like a a seat and automation, but it sends emails every single day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is way too much. And I had to unsubscribe just because a daily email from her did not make sense for, you know, what I was looking for. Right. And that's really valuable feedback. So maybe that's something we can give some feedback to our team too potentially add that. It's unfortunate because that's where subscriber preferences come into play and would be so helpful. Yes, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about what each of those responses can tell you about how to improve your strategy. And you, I think, hit on a really important one for that first main response. I no longer want to receive these emails. I was thinking the same thing. I think a big part of that is often these no longer apply to me. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be as necessary to have that as an option, an actual option, because that's probably where that would, would lie, I would guess. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, it could be nice to break it out. Yeah. Yeah, these are all things to debate with our product team, but it could be nice to have someone straight up tell you it no longer applies to me. But since that one doesn't have its own answer, I definitely think it falls mm-hmm. here. And that's pro- that could be why a lot of people are selecting that one. Right. But I know we've talked about it before, but a lot of industries just have a lifetime for your mm-hmm. your business. Maybe it's college bookstore. You're only going to want that for about four years. Depends on what kind of degree you're getting, I guess. But Wedding planning. Yep, wedding planning. You're only going to want that for a year or two, and then you move on. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of different kinds of businesses or senders, your content won't make sense for everyone forever. Right. Maybe another reason would be like if you signed up for a list expecting one thing, and maybe it ended up being something that you weren't quite expecting or yeah, just it. Yeah. I don't want to say it no longer applied because we just said that, but like you signed up for like dog training tips and then it turned into like a food blog and you were like, this is not (laughs) what I signed up for. Obviously that's an extreme example, but that could also be something that would be helpful to know. Yeah, definitely. I think this is the most kind of neutral response. The whole, you know, I no longer want to receive these emails Mm -hmm. and it could mean all of those things. It could also mean that your emails are no longer serving the subscriber either in the way they used to or the way that they expected Mm -hmm. that they would. So that's something to keep in mind. Maybe ask yourself. I like to personally like look at someone's history who has unsubscribed if I'm feeling, you know, like I just want to take a look into some data and ask myself like, okay, what is the story of this person? I sent them the opt-in confirmation email and then a few welcome emails and then they unsubscribe from the third one or something mm-hmm. and kind of ask yourself, like, what were they looking for? Right. What did they sign up for? Did I deliver on that? So that could be one of the reasons that someone says, I no longer want to receive these emails. But I think in a summary, kind of this response is not concerning mm-hmm. that something huge is wrong. It mostly means that you and the subscriber are no longer a good fit for each other. Right. And that's Okay. It is really interesting, just going back to that point you made about when you go in to look at a subscriber, when they unsubscribed, which email it was. That's one thing I really like doing. If you are kind of 
monitoring your own list and going through and wanting to find out why. I like going in and looking at how many emails did this subscriber open before unsubscribing, if any. And then if they did open emails, did they click on links? Like, were they engaged in the email itself? Because those can also be really helpful to figure out why somebody would unsubscribe if they had been engaged in other emails. So that's just like a little tidbit that I really like looking at those kinds of things for customers because I think it's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting. So um, the second response that you might see is, I never signed up for this mailing list, which is a more concerning response to receive. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if one person selected that and no one else is, again, sometimes people just click the first button they see or they're not putting much thought into it. But if you're seeing multiple people are saying this, that's definitely something you want to look into ASAP. Yeah, this could be like a sign of list bombing. And if that's the case, then you're going to want to, the first thing I always do in that scenario is go and look to see which form a lot of these subscribers are coming from. Um, And, you know, in ConvertKit, you can do that really easily in subscriber profiles to figure out where are these people coming from. And if it's list bombing, then obviously these people did not sign up for your email list and they are clicking that selection response on purpose because they are probably really confused about why they just received a certain email from you when they were added, but probably by a bot by someone else. So that could be a really helpful, like if you are collecting your your list in a responsible, you know, in good good practice way, then it would be a really easy like way to find out that this was happening to you if you were seeing a lot of this response. Definitely, which I'm glad we now have that new signal for potential list bombing issue. Before, really, the only signals you could look for are like um, a bunch of people marked it as spam right after receiving their first email, things like that. So this is just a whole new data point that could point out list bombing, which is great. Yeah. And then if you're seeing the people saying, I never signed up for this mailing list, didn't come through a form, but you imported them into your account Mm -hmm. from some other source, That means you got to take a look at that source and ask yourself, like, where did these people come from? Did they sign up to be on my list? The answer is no. You need to stop emailing those people. Right. Delete them from your account. At least if you're using ConvertKit or any other major ESP, it's against our um, acceptable use policy. But then also in general for this podcast, Deliverability Defined, we're here to help you reach the inbox. And emailing people who didn't sign up for your list is not going to get you there. So right. Make sure that any list you've imported comes from sources where each individual opted in to receive emails from you specifically, mm-hmm. not some other group or right a giveaway from someone else yeah. that you're work that you maybe ha- you did a giveaway together and you're going to share the list and the people who opted in didn't realize they were going to be on a shared list. So yep. yeah, we see a lot of gray area kind of scenarios, but mm-hmm. you want to make sure it was a very clear opt in. Right. All right. The next reason uh, that we only saw 0.5% of people say. So I assume for most people, this will be a pretty rare response, but yeah, is these emails are inappropriate. Uh, I think this is an interesting one. It is interesting. <laughs> this might mean that your signup forms didn't reflect the kind of content that your emails are going to contain. I feel like that's where I've seen people say emails are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. For example, so people signed up to your email list to get a PDF mm-hmm. for time management. And you maybe sent them some time management emails and then suddenly you started sending like some politically charged emails. Mm -hmm. I have seen that happen from time to time where all of a sudden... It's like a switch flipped. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm going to go do a march about this topic. And then we get people coming to us saying, Mm -hmm. I don't like this content because they didn't sign up for that. They didn't know they were going to be getting that. Right. So my tip is like, be honest, be yourself, be upfront. If you know 
hey, I mostly send content about home cleaning, but you know what? I'm really passionate about this issue and I want to talk about it in my emails. Yeah. Put that in your sign-up form. Like, don't shock people when they receive the email, but like say in your sign-up form, this is what you're going to sign up for. Occasionally, I'm going to talk about blah, blah, blah issue I'm really passionate about. And then the people who sign up are okay with that. But you just don't want to surprise anyone by any content they receive. Right. That's a good point. I think we saw that especially with like world events happening in the last few years. And even with COVID, like there's, I think people, you have to be more sensitive because people with email, especially I think, go to these places to have this space where it's just about this one thing and they don't have to be So I don't think it's always like, I disagree with you. I don't want that kind of content. It's like, I came here for like food blogging. I'm not here for other things. And I just need this to be the space for this. So I think that's another reason that happens. That's a really good point. In fact, I I was on a food blog the other day looking at a recipe. And I, I sometimes I like to go through the comments in the blog post because sometimes people will ask like, well, can I use this kind of flour instead of this? Or can I exchange this for that? And there was just like a heated argument going on in the comments of a random blog post. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you can't even escape it from from anything. Like, I can't even read the blog comments and not see like women just like attacking each other in the comments. It was so my goodness. It was actually like a little bit comical because I was like, this seems like such an unlikely place for this to happen. But I also think that's like you're saying, if you are honest and upfront, I doubt you'll see that very often. And if you get the one off situation where it does happen and it is just one one person out of many, it, then I guess you just can't take it very personally. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think we're saying, you know, in any way that like you can only send email content that everyone on your list will agree with. Right. We know it's not going to happen and that's totally fine. But also, if you don't want to cause like a big confusion mm-hmm. or get a ton of spam complaints or a ton of unsubscribes, it's best to just have your subscribers know what to expect. And that goes for anything, whether it's like some topic that's taboo or whether it's, oh man, I really want to change my blog to be about a whole new topic. Like people always should know what to expect, especially in email. So make sure if you're going to go off topic at, you know, some points and you know that ahead of time, like put that in the sign up process and don't surprise people. Exactly. Unfortunately, email is not a shock in all place. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't go well. Not really. Because people need to hear their voice heard if they don't like it. Right. And the way they hear their voice heard in email is by clicking this is spam or something like that, which is going to hurt you. There's no like comment section of your email. Yeah, that's a great point. It's not like a blog post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you can argue with each other about the yeah. type of flower that was used. Right, with no consequences. Yeah. The fourth reason someone might say they unsubscribed is the emails are spam and should be reported, which is another very concerning response. Yeah, this one is, this is, yeah, similar to I never really signed up for these. But in this particular scenario, it would seem like the emails were probably a little bit more intense, like malicious. I would want to say malicious, but with a less intent to be specific to that subscriber. So maybe like more of the the email blast, if you will, that we hear about sometimes, Mm -hmm. like just getting a bunch of marketing messages that are back to back to back that just feel unauthentic and desperate, I would say. It's kind of the general feeling I get from spam. Yeah. So again, like if you get one or two people saying this and no one else is saying it, it might just be that they click the wrong button. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeing, again, multiple people, a large amount of people saying these emails are spam and should be reported, That's a big red flag. So make sure, first of all, everyone on your list signed up to be there. Make sure you don't have a list bombing issue. 
but also make sure you aren't sending too much email. That could be part of it. Again, if you're just Mm -hmm. blowing up people's inbox, I know we've saw someone recently who was sending two emails a day to their full list. And we were like, you just can't, it's not going to go well. So at least for this person and their strategy. So make sure that you're not sending too much email and that your content, like you were just saying, Melissa, doesn't come off as too spammy with too much promotion and urgency and things like that. Yeah. The urgency really gets me sometimes. (laughs) You you need to buy this thing now. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to have like, obviously a time stamp on things that hold, you know, you can add a countdown timer to your email that works, but you can do it in a way that isn't really Mm -hmm. sketchy and spammy. So I think we all can go to that place where we can picture the one email we're thinking of that we've received recently that was just spam. So cool. The only other response right now in the unsubscribe survey is other. And like we said, unfortunately, there's not a lot to be learned from other at this time. That really just means that the person looked at all of those other Mm -hmm. responses and it didn't fit what they're wanting to say. So if we talk about what we were saying earlier, maybe the two things we think it could mean is you're sending too much email or your emails are no longer relevant to them. Those are two kind of buckets we could see someone wanting to fit that they couldn't find. But who knows? You know, if someone clicked other, it's hard to say. But at least they didn't think the emails were spam. They are saying that they signed up to receive the emails. There's just some other reason why they decided to unsubscribe. They might have just been cleaning up their inbox, which happens all the time. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm probably more often I click other a lot for different (laughs) various reasons. But um, it's usually also when I feel like I don't have really a reason. I just don't want to anymore. I don't know, you know? So maybe yeah. maybe they're really- You don't want to explain yourself. Yeah, I don't explain. <laughs> Unless the other has a box that makes you put something else Ugh. like, and then if that's the case, then I'll pick a different answer because I don't want to explain yeah. myself. <laughs> Which in this case at ConvertKit, we don't have like a text box that anyone enters, just in case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, some nights, like if I'm tired of looking at social media and I have nothing to do, sometimes I'll just go through my inbox and unsubscribe from like everything. And it's no hard feelings. I just, it feels good. It feels good. Like I'm cleaning the house, but I'm sitting on my couch. So yeah. that could be what they're doing. Good point. <laughs> All righty. Well, I hope this helped you understand that unsubscribes happen. It's all good. It usually just means that the person is no longer a good fit for your list and you don't want them there if they don't want to be there. Right. You really don't. It'll only hurt you if they're there and don't want to be there. But hopefully this helped you understand what you can learn from people unsubscribing. Um, if you have that unsubscribe survey turned on, again, if you're a ConvertKit user, that lives in your settings. I believe it's your email settings. Mm -hmm. So check that out and toggle on the unsubscribe survey if you want to try it out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I have to plug our new newsletter. Again, we just sent our first one as we're recording this. So exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited about it and I hope it'll be helpful. So go to deliverability.ck.page and you can subscribe there. Obviously, by the nature of our podcast, we will not spam you. (laughs) It's a once a month email. So, and hopefully it's helpful and it will put all of our podcast episodes in one place and also the monthly deliverability reports that tell you all the stats across ConvertKit, which is Mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah. And then sometimes a little bit of content about what's going on in deliverability. Yep. Or tips or tricks. We'll see. It's a surprise. Sign up. It's a surprise. It's a surprise, but it's about deliverability. So you're not unexpectedly (laughs) getting something you don't sign up for, to clarify. Yeah, exactly. And we're trying to 
implement strategies that we talk about on this podcast. So for example, our first email had a reaction button, things like that. Um, We want to try and get creative. So Mm -hmm. let us know what you think. Subscribe. If you have any ideas or or topics too. We always ask about that for podcasts, but now that we have the newsletter, it would be really fun to have people give some suggestions about things they would want us to write about. So throwing that in there. Yep. Ask us a question, give us a topic, all the things. We just want to help you. So hope you have a great week. And we will see you next time. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Deliverability Defined. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And if you have time, please leave us a review. You can find a resource guide for today's show at convertkit.com slash deliverability, where we outline all of the information you need to know from today's episode. If you have a question or topic you want us to cover, let us know within the ConvertKit community or at convertkit.com slash deliverability. We'll see you next week.